99.3 DAB, the home of international students. On Radio Nova. Welcome to Snakarikinosk. This is Elisa. I'm here in the studio with Sophie. Hello. Hi. So today is kind of a slow day. Yeah. <laughs> We're both a little sick. Apologies in advance. Yeah. We're going to power through. (laughs) But we have a really interesting topic today, which is AI art versus Mm -hmm. creatives. I thought I'd just start by um, introducing what actually is AI art. And for those of you who haven't uh, heard or like still wonder kind of what is it, uh, it is automatically uh, generated images based on prompts. So basically this website, you can go in and just write uh, whatever you want to have an image of. And then it will like generate something new for you, supposedly. And what it actually does is pulling images and art from other sources in what they call they call their process like training mm-hmm. the AI. So they say like, oh, we delete images after, so we're not actually stealing them. But yeah. like, yeah, we'll get into the whole <laughs> discussion of this morality. I don't know. Have you seen AI images? Yeah, I was actually reading something really interesting earlier today about like how artists are obviously like really angry about the AI and um there's three certified lawsuits or something going on mm. right now um against three different artificial intelligence companies because when they're training their AI, they're using like specific artists' names and their artwork like to train the AI oh. to create these images. So essentially as like a direct like copyright and infringement of their work um but these companies are like so big and like multi-million you know dollar profit and stuff like that so kind of small independent artists don't really have any legs to stand on when it comes to these lawsuits so they're not really expecting to win anything from it but just to kind of raise awareness i think but uh, yeah it's really sad yeah, I did read some articles about how, like, the law system always uh, is dragging behind the tech. Mm-hmm. So we will always be, like, a little behind on uh, what's the actual legal framework of protecting artists. It's happening in the music industry as well. Mm-hmm. You can have, like, um, generated AI music, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you have seen you can write your, like, uh, essay texts now Yeah, with an AI. Like, you don't even have to do schoolwork anymore. It's crazy. It's so yeah. wild. So yeah, yeah. I've also heard like most of the artists seem to be angry about their their work is no longer protected. Mm-hmm. It's just pulled from the internet. It's just pulled for like whatever source, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I did actually find this website called um, Am I Trained or something? Wait, I'm gonna double check that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this website. Yeah, Have I Been Trained dot com. And basically, you can go into this website, type a prompt or uh, upload your images, and you can see if you have been pulled into the matrix, kind of, so to speak. That's quite interesting. Yeah, but I tried it out, and it's weird because it only tells you, like, how much of a percentage it matches with other images that has been created by AI. So you can't exactly prove that they pulled your image to make these images. Yeah. And I think this is essentially why AI is such a big problem because you can't source anything. You can't source mm-hmm. any attribute you, because every image looks so much like it's almost like yours, but it's not actually. And you, mm-hmm. you're like, maybe it's from something else. You don't yeah. know. And that's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's 
interesting as well because the way that AI works is that it continues expanding on its own after it has been trained. Like yeah. it keeps relevant with new information that's coming out and stuff like that. So I don't really see how, you know, like websites like that are showing you how compatible like your work is with the AI would stand like against it because AI is like always moving faster, I think. Yeah. So that explains why it only gives you like a percentage and you never really know. Yeah. And also they kind of tried to sell it as, oh, you can create your own art super easy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can't exactly credit the machine or we at least don't view the machine as a person to be credited or like yeah. an, as an entity to be credited. Yeah. And so people are calling themselves like AI artists. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> which is <laughs> interesting wow. because I remember when um, like digital art became like just kind of started and like became popular with like the use of ipad art and things like that and that was very controversial at the time because um you know classical artists were thinking that it was unfair like how yeah kind of easy it was to like erase and like redo and zoom and you know you have all these extra tools um to help that but now even digital artists are like on the brunt of it too so yeah 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 it's I just mean, interesting but even here you can see like the last issue was whether we use a, a physical uh, medium or a digital one, mm-hmm. but you still have to learn all like the theory and the practice mm-hmm. of uh, making art. You still have to be able yeah. to, you know, set together colors and subtle hints, and, like everything like that. But with the AI, you do, you literally just write something. I know. And I think that's like the big issue because people have come around on the digital art now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's becoming yeah, widely so recognized like a huge yes. industry yeah. like especially with the nfts oh my god popping yeah. up like digital art was like literally. all the rage i was literally thinking about nfts as well when i was thinking about artificial intelligence art because like how will that um stand now because obviously nfts have become sort of like a currency almost a well not yeah. a currency but you know like a rare like entity that you can buy like a bitcoin yeah. type of thing and I'm wondering, like, if AI will be able to, like, surpass an NFT or be able to, like, curate an NFT firewall and maybe, like, be able to, like, mask as an NFT or something like that yeah. in the future, which would be really interesting because then they would just lose all their value. Yeah. Um, and people are saying that NFTs and stuff are going to be, like, detrimental to, like, the multiverse. No. What's it called? You know how the thing that um, Jeff Bezos and that is working on? Oh, the metaverse. Metaverse. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're saying that that's going to be like the currency and all that in the metaverse. Damn. Which I think is really, it's crazy. I watched a video on it the other day and it was frying my brain, honestly. Wow. Well, our brains are already fried today. Yeah. But <laughs> that's why we should maybe take a break. Yeah. And then <laughs> I think so. We will be back. speak Norwegian, we've got you covered on Snack Norsk. It's international students. Welcome back to Snack Norsk. You just listened to Du vet ikke hva du vil ha with Dra Noel. And Sophie, can you tell me more about like what is actually the matrix or like what 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 is the software that like uses the whole thing? Um, yeah, so obviously we've been speaking about artificial intelligence like generally and how it's kind of 
dominating a lot of different fields and stuff, but um, I would like to specifically talk about a new um, software that's kind of just launched, I think, at the very end of 2022 there, so it's it's really fresh. Um, it's called ChatGBT, and it's essentially, it's quite like Google in the sense that it's like a, a search engine, but it's more conversational, so you can enter a prompt into like the search bar and it will kind of like reply as if it's like you know a chat that you're having with a person or or anyone really um so yeah it's really interesting and I think that makes it a lot more personal as well to what um you're asking it's not like just giving you like a black and white answer um because what a lot of people are noticing with the chat gbt is they're putting in things Maybe like, for example, I don't know, ideas for Valentine's gift or something like that. And Google, for example, would give you just like, oh, a box of chocolates and flowers. (laughs) But ChatGBT is going to give you something like um, a personalised piece of jewellery with like an initial would be really sentimental. Like it would it would be more like flavoured, if that makes sense, like... um, does it like, like explain why you should yeah, give it in a Yeah, world? it's like, okay. I don't, I honestly can't wrap my head around how it works, mm. but it is like you're speaking to like an, a real person, um, which is crazy. But yeah, essentially it can generate like anything um, in the matter of seconds. And within its first week of launch, it reached um, a million users oh in the first week, which was Shit. more users than like any major social media platform like Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then by the end of January, so like just a few days ago, it was averaging 13 million users per day. What? Yeah. So like when you think about like just the mass of that, um, it's really telling to what we're probably going to see coming in um, the future. And a lot of um, the major um, search engines like Google are implementing ChatGPT now into their search bars like as a separate function. Yeah, they're all just jumping on it to be honest but yeah um something that I found was really interesting was that um they're actually finding that ChatGPT can pass the US licensing um for medical exam so basically that's the exam that (laughs) med students take when they are trying to get like their license at the end of like their degree so after eight or eight years of um education they take this exam whether they're going to become a doctor or not and they're finding that chat gpt can like pass this exam oh my God. um it's about 50 percent accuracy right now but obviously it's only it's only been out for like four to six uh, it's weeks it's just a baby yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's just crazy um wow. yeah so like more than half of the time the questions they were getting correct um which is crazy but like this yeah. isn't to like expect that it will be able to like replace doctors well, no, because you're essentially, if you can just feed the machine all of the educational de- like uh, requirements and all of the material, like, of course, it's database. Mm-hmm. It will remember everything. That's what we have computers for. Yeah. But uh, we need, like, people to treat yeah. people yeah. for, like, lots of reasons. Like, not only, uh, yeah, okay, educational. Mm-hmm. You, maybe a machine knows more, but you have to treat a person with, like... With- all yeah. the things that only a human can do, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't have empathy and, yeah. um, you know, emotion like that, especially when you're dealing with, like, medical situations. But mm-hmm. um, they do think that it might be used as, like, a tool to maybe, like, quickly access, like, medical jargon or quickly yeah. access, like, treatment plans and things like that, like, just to kind of speed up the process, mm-hmm. which 
although I'm quite sceptical about it, I do think that would be a really good idea because, I mean, I don't know what it's like um, everywhere, but in the UK especially, like, the um, medical industry is, like, really overrun, overpopulated. It's yeah. impossible to get an appointment at the, GB, uh, the GP. So if this were to, you know, speed things up a bit and allow yeah. people to, to get more time with a doctor, then I think it's a good thing. But... Yeah, as well as the medical exam, it's also been able to pass law school exams as well. Oh my which God. Is crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, well, yeah. We can help, we can use it to help pass our own exams. But what I'm wondering is like, won't the plagiarism feature catch you in that? Because, yeah. Well, exactly. Um, yeah. That is like what you have to kind of think about. Because when I first discovered it, like when it came out in, in mid January, I was like, oh my God, like, I could just write my essays on yeah, this for university, and then can. obviously I would never do that, like no. and like purposely. But I did just like I was writing an exam at that time, and I, just out of curiosity, I put the question into the chat GPT and just seen what it came up with, and it was like a full, like I would consider a very acceptable essay <laughs> to submit. Yeah, and I was like, this is scary, like because it takes me weeks to write yeah. a good essay like that, like weeks to research and do all the work that goes into it and it's just like not even 10 seconds and it's wow. like a thousand words essay um which i thought was crazy and it was it was a really specific question as well about a very specific like specific text and i just thought i don't know just Damn, blows yeah. your mind um, a friend of mine actually did submit a paper written by an ai it's oh, really? like yeah i delivered my assignment yesterday i just wrote it into the chatbot you know mm. and i was like mm. <laughs> But you're going to actually, like, use the knowledge when you start working. Yeah. You can't cheat, like, the exam today. But yeah. first of all, if they catch you, you lose, uh, like, the exactly. school place. Yeah. And did, did, they, did the, they get away with it? or? I mean, I haven't heard anything, but it was like, yeah, I did it before and... Apparently, like, oh I don't know, but yeah. it seems like such a stupid thing. Like, I know he doesn't listen, but man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is don't stupid that. because it's not like, um, it's not like it's just coming up with that essay on its own. Like, it is pulling those ideas from yeah. other websites and places. So it is pr like, it is plagiarism essentially. But yeah, I mean, I can only think what it must be like for like high school kids as well. Like, yeah, because for sure. A lot of like younger kids are not going to realise like the implications of using something like that and they're just going to think, oh yeah, I'll save my time. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. And then like, I would be worried for what they will learn um, by doing that. But, um, yeah. yeah. I'm guessing like schools will have to go into some frameworks to prevent this. Maybe ask them, oh, why did you write mm. this? Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really interesting though. Yeah, there's a lot of ethical things to consider Ooh, about yeah. it. I don't know, because there's like, there is like a very like strong cult following about it. Like people are like, yeah, this is the future and all that. And then there's obviously mm -hmm. the opposite side of people don't agree. Yeah, they are like, yeah. fuck it. And they want to really just... Cut, uh, kill it and it's like nipped mm -hmm. in the bud as they say yeah exactly. um no we uh, wow <laughs> we have to talk more <laughs> about this but we have to take another break yeah before uh first we'll be right back can't speak norwegian we've got you covered on snack ignores it's international students
This is Thackeray Knorsk, and you've just been listening to Red Wine by Leah. And um, we've been talking a little bit about artificial intelligence, um, and now we're going to hear a little personal experience story by Elise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was. Th- this is kind of the reason why I was interested in uh, talking uh, with you about this topic too, mm-hmm. because I just like had this experience with a friend of mine uh, who is an artist. She studies mm-hmm. art up in Trondheim, and she had post. She had uh, like found this tool the AI image generator mm-hmm. and she had just gone crazy with it like making like tens of prompts and like posting everything on her Instagram story but she was kind of using it as mood boarding and she mm-hmm. wasn't actually claiming that like oh I'm an AI artist it was just like oh look this is cool what you can do you know uh, it was most like images of women with like blood red hair mm-hmm. on like a divan or like the beach or like whatever in like extravagant fashion dresses and they all looked if you the longer you looked at them the more terrifying they became <laughs> because you know how the ai can't get eyes and and fingers right yeah. it just never has the right amount of like fingers and the eyes kind of look like creepy like the whites mm-hmm. aren't right like the the look in the face isn't right like but it's kind of an artistic you can kind of see the art in it mm-hmm. in itself that okay this is like a machine made thing and she actually lost followers immediately really? after posting and she was like wow that's I don't think she was mad about it she was more like wow this is really interesting how people are really like passionate about this yeah. thing and we got into talking about how I think the way you use AI art has to be like discussed because I don't think it's an inherently evil tool. Mm-hmm. Like I think it can be a great tool if you are doing, like mood boarding, for example. Yeah. As we do, like as a fashion designer, I use it all the time, mm-hmm. and my alternatives are going to Pinterest, yeah, and making hundreds of boards, <laughs> and uh, like half of the Pinterests don't even source themselves, like. Mm-hmm. There you also have a huge problem with sourcing, which is super important when we do our, like, reports. We have to source every image we use. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, AI images could also help when we can't find the exact image we're looking for. We're looking for, like, a very specific feeling and just trying to Photoshop it together using different images. And I think AI, it's not that, like hurtful to try and use for like an inspirational thing as long as yeah. you are clear on that you didn't actually make this it's just a tool and you're not like using the image yeah. to actually make money yeah you know what I, I, mean? I agree but the only thing is like what you were saying about sourcing is like how would you source any yeah any image like I, that's the problem yeah because you don't really know where it's coming from and at least with Pinterest yeah it's difficult to kind of like see where the image is actually coming from but yeah. you can get there eventually you know yeah I mean. um, especially like um, I mean I study literature and sometimes it's quite hard to like source articles and stuff that I'm reading because sometimes it's like articles within articles and like studies within studies and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and I already find that tough enough never mind like trying to decipher from an ai generated text but i mean i do agree like if if it's you know not being used for anything like super important and you're not claiming that it's your own um, yeah and like people i read some uh, 
Instagram comments on uh, an artist an artist called Adam Tots who makes um, online comics. Mm-hmm. And he had this post where, like, one of his, com- his comics was, like, fuck AI art. <laughs> <laughs> and it had, like, seven fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the comments were kind of blowing up about uh, people were either on the total, like, destroy this evil thing side, or they were on the kind of uh, giving up, like, you know, it's going to take over anyways. Why are we fighting technology? Mm-hmm. Like, we try this every time and, like, just lean into it kind of yeah. vibe. So that's kind of the two sides. And honestly, I see the people who were using it that mm-hmm. wrote in, in those comments were people who just made their wallpaper to hang up on the room yeah. or, like, background on their phones. Like, there are probably some people who actually make money out of it mm-hmm. or, like, try to make money out of, it, out yeah. of it. But I think the vast majority is just for now having fun with it yeah but we kind of have to find out the legal framework fast before people <laughs> start like going crazy yeah, exploiting like this shit. yeah exactly yeah but i think like especially with you know hanging up like if you're using it for prints and things like that just for your room just for your own consumption yeah that's fine but is that maybe like inhibiting an artist from making money from a print that they maybe would have bought from instead yeah. um so it's kind of you have to ask yourself that those kind of questions and I think as well like the art industry is already like like quite a struggled like industry on its own um and it's so cutthroat like trying to make it in that type of sphere without having something like this yeah making you feel like it's impossible you know to to be better than that um but I I do agree with what you're saying that it's not like inherently evil too. Mm. I think it is just learning to like work with it instead of against it is yeah. probably going to be the best way forward. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I le- read the BBC article about it as well and they said like, I don't know, it was a very weird argument because they said that when we uh, industri- was it, um, industrialization mm-hmm. brings greater appreciation of handcraft yeah because when you like start mass producing something or something because like super available you start appreciating the actual uh, handcraft that goes behind actual expertise by people mm-hmm. but uh, yeah okay maybe that's true like people will appreciate art more but you still have millions of artists who are trying to sell stuff and now they the little crowd that they had mm-hmm. is now going to go over to AI art and maybe uh, like the appreciators will still keep buying art from the people, but, you know, it can still be a super dangerous. Yeah. And with all this crediting stuff, I think the most important thing for AI moving forward would be to label it properly. Yeah. And if the AI could actually source itself, that would be... Yeah. Sorry, like that would that would make life easier. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. easier. No, I, I definitely know. agree with what you're saying about like the mass consumption and how Ooh. it does um, make you appreciate um, like skilled work like that more. Because I mean, especially like this year, I feel like the end of last year, this year, it's been very like trending to be kind of like sustainable and ethically aware, um, especially within things such as like fast fashion yeah. and things like that. Like. I feel like a lot of people are like waking up to to that kind of consumption. So maybe it is only a matter of time that, you know, the majority of people will kind of realise it for what it is. 
But I mean, yeah. I think people like Elon Musk and all that. Um, obviously, he is probably well. I did read a thing that apparently he's behind. Like, yeah. he's been behind Chat GBT, but it's not like confirmed. Um, and obviously, he has like a huge cult following. <laughs> he's so. like Illuminati. Yeah, <laughs> he's scary for real. Like, yeah, yeah that ah. man is terrifying. Um, but I could ve- I could see it very easily swinging the other way as well, though, which is what is like something to co- to be concerned about. The fashion industry is trying to get rid of fast fashion now, mm-hmm. so we had to kind of go all the way to the other side before realizing shit. Fashion is like the third most um, clim- climate uh, hurt- hurtful industry, mm-hmm. and now we're trying to like take it down. So it's like okay, we're gonna do the same with art now, guys. <laughs> Let's see how far we can take this shit before it collapses. Can't speak Norwegian? We've got you covered on Snack Ik Norsk. It's international students.